33, 33, 33. Look, gang, Kobayi's in the building. Now I ain't in the building. I'm in the apartment with Pile. Hey, Pile. Meet me at the apartment. <laughs> Yo, you already know this your boy Pile live from DJ House Studios. And we in the apartment with Pile. Meet me in the apartments. Listen, I love my city, ATL. Only thing I love more than my city is the west side of my city. Shot the bankhead. Long little swall. Long little shot of low. Rest easy, we fly. Listen, man, it's a lot of movement going around. There's a lot of real ones winning. So it's a lot of, we're losing a lot of real ones. You know what I'm saying? We're seeing a lot of things that go on in front of our face to help us understand what's going on in front of our face. A lot of times when you ask questions, the big man upstairs might not tell you directly, but he'll put things in front of your face and show you different things. You know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll, he'll make sure... He'll show you don't go on this side of town because every time somebody go with us, something happened to him. He do stuff like that to you. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to tell everybody, pay attention to what you see. I look at social look at social media like when, when, some, bad, when some bad kids done did something and they don't came in the house and you got to listen to the story all along. You're going to listen all along, but you're going to take out all the pieces that you need to form your story on kind of what happened. When you watch social media, do that same thing. Stop believing everything somebody say, everything somebody do, or every bankroll they flex, flex on there. A lot of this stuff is entertainment. And, and now it's not entertaining just for entertainers no more. Street niggas are entertainers now. Because the only thing they doing is just entertaining y'all. And the entertainment for the streets is to bring more people in so they can get more money or have more fin finesse or whatever, whatever they need to do. You got to start paying attention. Pay attention to how people move. Pay attention when something happens to one rapper. Make sure you don't do that same shit. When one nigga gets fucked up with his deal, make sure you don't do that same shit. You know what I'm saying? When another nigga got them, something happened to him, make sure you don't do that same shit. You know what I'm saying? Find out. Find the information in what you see. You know what I'm saying? Um, my next guest, well, he, my next guest, we don't did it like we don't did this probably about third time. I think this is our third. I think this is our third time. <clears throat> he was one of the first ones, first handful of artists that I did an uh, interview when I first started in the pop room Palais. We did an interview. Um, now we we said an interview. We had to reschedule an interview. We rescheduled an interview. Then we did the interview. Then we did the interview. This is at the beginning time of the podcast, and so, you know, we were losing footage, we were losing drives, we were recording stuff wrong, you know, it's just technicalities, you know what I'm saying? So we never got a chance to drop the video. Um, set another date up. Hey, dog, what, what happened to the thing? I need you to pull up. Let me know when you're going to pull up. In between him pulling up on me, a situation happened. He had to sit down for a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But he back, shit is moving around. You know what I'm saying? We back right here to give y'all what we've been trying to give y'all for the past year. For real, for real. I'd like to welcome my next guest, Lucky Bias. Yeah, man. Mr. Big 33. Yeah, man. Yeah, Bias. Yeah, I'm in the more of my partner. Nah, for real, for real. Nah, real, for real, for real. Now you stay up here. Yeah, yeah, you know it. Now you stay up here, dog. A lot of things done happened since the last time that we did talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know last time we talked, you was kind of like, you know how if I, I'm going to um, I'm a, um, I'm a tell it like, it's like 400 when people run the four, the four by one relay. Yeah. You was kind of like on your first leg of the run. You know what I'm saying? We link. 
got your music, got your stuff. That you have finally got everything that you need to get is to start running, to start to get, to get this shit started. You know what I'm saying? Then, goddamn, boom, boom. You had to stumble on the hurdles. You know what I'm saying? Now you came back around, and we here right now. Now you're on that third leg. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Tell me the transition from the last time we talked and what transpired in between then and now. See, basically, um, like you said, that first leg, I would just really put my foot, you know what I'm saying, got, got one leg, got one leg in the door and just started observing everything that was going on. I still a little lost. Um, since then, I done ran into some, you know, everyday real-life situations that pushed me back, but it gave me time to think. It gave me time to learn. It gave me time to observe. Now I'm back with it, and uh, shit, I don't, I don't learn some shit. I don't went through some different situations where I learned from as well. So now I'm just pushing it, and now I know what I got to do. So now I'm executing my plan from the beginning, no, going all the way with it. No, for real. So you got your boys there with you? That boy ten. Oh yeah, man. They they one of my managers, man. You know, yeah. Teddy Bear since day one. Like first conversation we had, brother was like, "You got the it factor," and he was like, "I see your vision." And shit, we've been locked there since then. And I'm gonna tell you what I like about y'all, cause like I remember, and I'm gonna tell y'all this too. Appreciate it. Appreciate and believe in my vision. Appreciate and believe in what I had going on. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember when I first dropped, I remember Teddy hit me. He was like, "But we gotta get on that motherfucker. We gotta pull up." You know what I'm saying? And this is at a time why I, I don't even think I had fucking ten episodes. I probably remember I had like one, two. One even more than five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now. Over 150 episodes later, it ain't even been there but a year. You see what I'm saying? I just want to say salute to y'all believing in me. Because it's people like y'all is what made me be like, nah, I'm probably keep doing this shit. Like, niggas, nah, niggas is, you know what I'm saying? Rocking niggas listening to it. Yeah. Let's do this right here. I always want my viewers to get a chance to understand and learn who they listening to. Because I always feel like when people know you as a person, Everything that you do, everything you say, your music, anything that you got going on, it's more relatable because people understand you as a person. It's a lot of time when we see a whole bunch of artists and we like their music, we like them for years, and their image is this, but they're a whole other person behind the camera. And we really thinking like, it's like NWA. Them niggas weren't gangsters for real. Yeah. Like they weren't really gangsters. So easy, even easy was he was a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But they got all us thinking, well, we we hard. We, we go hardcore. Yeah, got even like, fuck everything, push that shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's always perception, but when you get a chance to see somebody, then you get a chance to understand them. And I feel like as an artist, it's a plus to, to the artist because it's like with the social media going on, everybody want to see what's going on with, with your life. And, you know what I'm saying? But your past plays a big major part in what you got going on now. Yeah. So let's start off with where you're from and where you grew up at. Uh, I'm from Millersville, Georgia. You know, middle of Georgia. Next door neighbors making, making like 30 minutes down the road. I'm from the east side. Uh, River Bend, Lover Lane, Princeton Drive, all that. Um, piggybacking off of what you were just saying, like, what I, I ain't realized, like, you know, when it come out of making music, when I first started making music, it was like, it was like, okay, I got to make music. You know what I'm saying? I got to do what everybody else doing. But then I started looking at the stuff that I done been through. I done been through some real bullshit. Like, and I done had some crazy moments happen in my life. So with the perception and everything, when you get in the real, they ain't got no trouble to fuck with that. Um, living in Millersville, like, of course, same old ghetto story with everything, but you choose, you pick and choose what you fuck with and what you don't fuck with. Because, like, we ain't have it. We ain't have it too. We were hard, 
But it went on saying it wasn't the worst though, and then we ain't have it too easy either though. And like I chose which routes I was gonna take. So that they, they, they were kind of created me. You grew up in the projects. And I'm gonna say one thing that this this is what a lot of these kids is missing out. And this is where a lot of the disconnect come in at. A lot of times when you grow up in the projects and you grow up around other people who've been paving way and doing things before you. You get a chance, like you say, you get a chance to choose what you want to do. Robbers, they robbing. These niggas hustle. These niggas thieves. These niggas scammers. These niggas go to works. These niggas just go to school. These is the good people. These niggas just be running around doing shit. You get a chance to, to find out what you want to do and not just choose it because it's enticing, but you get a chance to get into it and learn it from niggas who done already had 10, 15, five years experience already. Yeah. So you got a chance to come in and know the dudes are hustling and the don'ts are hustling. Oh, don't do this. Don't do that. These niggas just seeing shit on the Instagram and seeing it on movies. These niggas is doing this shit in real life. And niggas is losing their life, going to jail, telling on their partners, and it's just creating a wave of, well, it's, the street's not even the street no more. Yeah, nah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't the street no more. They ain't the streets, ain't the street no more. You know what I'm saying? Ain't then no morals. Don't nobody go on street morals no more. Until it's a situation that they want to use the street morals about. Like we were just talking earlier. Your partner can goddamn, your partner can pillow talk with a girl, with a bitch, and do all this, and goddamn it, you don't say shit about that. You just like, oh, he just, he, well, he just love that girl. He's soft, bro. He just, you know, a nigga just, he's tender, he tender for the girls, bro. But another nigga can do that. She's going to be like, lame ass nigga, soft, tender, dick ass nigga, nigga, falling for these bitches. Man, that's the same way they doing snitches out here, man. That's the same Whoa, way they boy, doing snitches, bro. Drop a bomb in the hole for that shit. Yeah, like, God damn it. Like a nigga can snitch and then they'd be like, he ain't tell oh, on me. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he ain't tell, tell on me. me. Or I had, oh, you know, oh, he had to do that so we can be scraped. But then as soon as another nigga snitch on them, oh, you red ass yeah, nigga, woo, woo, all that shit. You ain't never been no gangster and all that shit. One thing about it, man, I ain't never snitch, never had a reason to. And I done been in a situation where I could have, but I'm a real nigga and I, and I really stand on the morals that we were just speaking on and everything. But. Again, though, most niggas don't do that. So, back to them snitchy, though, bro. It's a lot of them out there. Fuck them. But it is what it is, though. Nah, for real, for real. So, how in Milliville, bro? Is it like east, west, north, south? Just east, west? Like, how is the dynamic of the city? Yeah, okay. So, basically, man, okay. So, I'm from the east side. So, you come across the bridge. You come across the river, whatever. When you come across the river, you're going to see river being to your right. And then it's like two more stop. I mean, like two more red lights. And now you on the south. If you bust a left turn. But if you go to the right, it's like two more red lights, and then you on the north side. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that shit really it's fairly close. But yeah, it's, it's a different size and everything. Okay. You always stayed on the east, or did you bounce around like all project niggas usually do? Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, I bounced around for sure, because like when I was on, when I was a teenager, when I was around like 14, 15, you know, um, had a little situation going on and everything, and I couldn't live with my mama and uh, her husband no more. So I ain't a move with my grandma. Hold on, hold on, time out. What the fuck happened? Why you couldn't stay at the house? What you did? Um, I mean, like, really, it was on some shit. Like, you know, because he won my pops, he showed favoritism or whatnot. But like, you know, you know, as a child, you see that shit. And then, you know, I was a bad ass little kid. Like, you know, I did little bullshit, whatever, whatever. And I did, you know, I had anger, I had anger management. Ah, I can't even talk. Anger management. Anger management. Problem. Or whatnot. So it just was like. That kept playing a role. Me and him getting get into it. We ended up fighting and everything. Oh, you well, y'all got to fight? Oh, uh, it was like it was two different situations. One on, I, I was uh, eleven, 
And then it was another <laughs> when I was 15. When you was 11. What happened? Tell me with the 11. Let go. What happened oh, when you was 11? Hey, Shane ain't going to cap y'all down. When I was like 11. You know, niggas still were playing with all. Uh, it was like rap before I started looking at streets and everything. Like, I was still playing little video games and all that shit. <clears throat> um, bro, foot on came in that bit. Tried to chunk me out by something. I don't remember the whole conversation. But bro, foot on grabbed my neck and choke slammed me. You feel me? I ain't going to cap. He dropped me. I was small, though. You know what I'm saying? A little scrum, a little 11-year-old nigga. So, that's how that situation was. He won that little situation, you feel me? But, like, that shit stayed in my head. So, when I, you know, we got into it again. I was so like, okay, hit him off. So, like, boy, we get into it again, I'm going crazy. Yeah, I'm on death. <laughs> so, 15, shit don't present this goddamn self again. What happened? Um, It was the shit, like, okay, I was on house arrest already. Because, uh, like, I fuck around and leave. Mm-hmm. And, like, we really didn't have no front porch. So, like, all the, all the little kids in the hood and everything, they'll see me jumping out the front door with no front porch or whatever. And they be like, oh, that nigga, they fine again or some bullshit or whatever. Uh, I know my little, um, my little brothers, like, my, on my pop side of the family and everything, they knew I was on house arrest, so I couldn't ever go over there or whatnot. So I asked, could they come out there or whatever? He was like, cool. My mom was like, cool. Everybody agreed on that. I got a little sister at well, and I got another little brother. And, you know, at little boys, all of them took out showers and everything, and, we in the living room playing Uno with no shirts on. Mm-hmm. And bro was on some shit, like, he came through wishing about it. I ain't gonna call him by the name and everything. Cause I mean, it all respect at the end. Now that it's still my little brother and sister daddy. So I ain't gonna call him out of the name. But uh, bro came through saying little, little whole shit. Mm-hmm. Whispering, but you a grown man. So, you know, like, if you would have dressed me like y'all put shirts on, we would have understood they would have did that. But he kept through making little slick comments and everything. I felt like y'all my little brother. Oh, uh, that little shit, yeah. yeah I felt like my little brother was getting disrespected. I invited them out there, so I couldn't let nobody disrespect them. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I said something to him. We had our words and everything. I'm already on house red. And shit, he was like, shit, I can call you PO. You gone. You know what I'm saying? You gone better see Oh, goddamn, he ain't pulled one of those. So you feel Oh, hold on, goddamn. He wasn't trying to send you back. I mean, hey, that's what he said, so God, only thing that my mind was, shit, if I'm finna go, I'm going for a reason. Oh, so shit. me having anger management, I wanted to punch holes in the wall, and then we see we got the hooking. That went how it went. And again, you know, them other brothers, you know what I'm saying? So I ain't gonna talk about it, but yeah, that's how that went. I ain't gonna get locked up for that. So he called the police for real? Yeah, well, he didn't call the police, but his mother did. Like, like, oh, they, oh, they grandma was living there as well. She called the police. And you already know how that go. They yeah, came. Yeah, grand the house. They talking about some old, a little kid can't put no bruises on a man like that. Woo, woo, all that little shit. Oh, you look, you look bad. I had to look bad, too. You put some bruises on him? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um, God damn it, now. But back, back to what, what Trey asked me, though, they would end up causing me to have to move because that was his house and everything, so trespass and all that. Um, I ended up moving with uh, I ended up moving with my pops to the north side. Yeah, we, we stayed over that way. Then I ended up moving to the west side with my grandma. So, you know, I bounced around the city. So by the time you started really stumbling and making your own footprints, you was on the east. Yeah, yeah, more that's how That's how I used to go. See, a lot, a, a lot of people nationwide who from the hood, in any black city, nine times out of ten, majority of the people is going to move everywhere. Wherever the project, where the voucher take your ass to, that what project you're going to. You don't chew that. You just got them moves and deal with it. You fight every day till you come till you get cool. Yeah. See what I'm saying? But then I tell people, when you go and start making your name at, that's where you're from. Cause when you get old, they're gonna be like, man, you know, look from got there from the east. They ain't gonna be like, they ain't gonna say, you remember look when you were 10, they ain't gonna do that. Yeah. They gonna say where you 
start making your name in. So I like to tell a lot of people that that's where you're from. Even if you're from one state and you move to another state, elementary school and middle school, by the time you get to high school, nigga gonna start saying, oh, that's Charlotte from Atlanta. You can be from New York, California, it, it, it's not even gonna matter. Yeah, but you know it yeah, about where you, you know, your stuff and grind and where you really learn, get your name from. For real, for real. No, because they're the case. Shit, a lot of these rap niggas ain't from a lot of these places. Yeah. <laughs> if that was the case, then. You see what I'm saying? As you're starting to transition into, um, like you say, right before when you was 11, when you start transitioning and start indulging into the streets, what type of things that was in front of you that was pulling that was pulling your, um, your interest, sparking your interest? Well, I shoot, like, the nigga that I still love today, they like, Lonely and my brother Swish. I about to say, uh, Free Raw. Bitch out of my brother Faze. Like, niggas like that. Bitch out of my brother Snake. They already had, they hustle going on because they were older. So, like, me watching them get money. I'm trying to get money like them. They get money. I'm trying to get money the same way they get money. Watching them do what they do. Like, when they, shit, they come back with all, the, all kind of trips and everything. Like, shit, oh, they getting all these fives. I want, I want these fives. So, like, those different things were pulling me. And I down, you know, again, like, I grew up with them. I watched them stunt and everything, so I wanted that same thing. So that really would play the role in uh, the first that you really followed. Yeah. Did you continue to, to be hot-headed and have situations? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you have, I'm like, as you start, as you start to, you know, start move out here, I know you said, like, I had anger management problems. Was you, was them playing a part in, in stagnating you or making you hit roadblocks as you start to get out here yourself? You know, you know how niggas get hot-headed, fuck the money yeah. up, say, I ain't gonna do this, the plug give you something, he ain't up, up, up charge you, hey, man, I gotta get the extra 100, 200 for this nigga, I ain't, I ain't gonna take the whole pack, you know, that yeah. type of shit. Yeah, like, shit, I ain't gonna count, like, you know, everybody gonna have their fuck up and everything when they doing, you know, of course I had my little stumbles and everything, but uh, I actually picked up the game and, like, was on point with it. On point, on point with it. I mean, no, I had my fuckers, but like, I like, first time I seen my brother, you know what I'm saying? Put on some coat, step on the free for hit it with a cut and everything. Like, I saw it. I, when I jumped out of that with it, I, I, I watched what he did, you know what I'm saying? I, I really examined what he did and everything. So, like, I jumped on top of that real smooth. Was you taking the shit that you seen and trying to yourself, or what did you have somebody like really trying to teach you step by step what to do? Um, it started out with me trying to myself. And then when they saw, okay, you took interest in it, I wasn't going to put it in your fade, but you, you took interest in it, then when they started showing me the game. No, for real, for real. No, that's what's up. I think I, I, I think that every every young nigga going to do that until he start bumping his head and ask a question. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know some men nigga get this. Everybody do that. But I can do this shit myself. Nigga watch niggas get in the kitchen. And niggas watch that shit. That shit look simple. Nah, it be hard. Yeah, that's why I say everybody going to stay that fuck up. Nah. Nigga, like, I can do that. You know how many niggas I know that I can do that, and they gotta come and fix that shit. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Niggas gonna fucking niggas gonna bump they tater, boy. You see what I'm saying? Like all kind of shit. And I think that now people don't they don't they don't ask people questions. Like niggas fuck up now, and that niggas be too prideful to ask niggas questions, ask niggas shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, niggas yeah. too prideful. Back then, a nigga would go and sit here and answer the door in the trap house. For a whole year or two straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, to, just to help. You tell a nigga now, I need you to come, I need you to come answer dough for me. I ain't no motherfucking dough, nigga. Man, I ain't, they don't answer no dough. Or they do it and start feeling big. Back then, nigga didn't give a fuck about what you need me to do. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how niggas got domain. Now you got them. Now you in the, now you in the hustling. You know what I'm saying now you end up cooking the bag and bagging, and, and now you on now you got it somebody doing it for you and also what they do I about saying also what they do it teach you how to approach the game the correct way facts until you skip the fuck up facts exactly yeah. and it teach you when you get when you have somebody up under you or somebody following you or somebody that you see taking the same path you can get them proper advice exactly how the fuck you gonna tell a nigga how to save some money nigga if you ain't never saved no money before yeah how you gonna tell a nigga how to do some gangster shit if you ain't never did no gangster shit. You see what I'm saying? Facts. How you gonna tell a nigga how to goddamn handle his him in the situation with his baby mama? Goddamn, if you ain't never been in a situation with your baby mama, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. How you gonna tell a nigga if he loses his parents? But I know how you feel if you ain't never lost your parents. Like you can't tell. Now you can give advice on things that you learned and you maybe seen, but you can't tell nobody what to do. These niggas have partners who got money. They partner don't trust niggas, but they fuck with them. These niggas ain't, don't mean really be street niggas. They put them in a the spot and say, sir, this nigga, sir, this nigga, sir, this nigga. They thing you know, these niggas serving everybody around the city, now they the big dogs. These niggas really be feeling like they the man, but then they get a young nigga around them, and then they take him, he doing this, he got them pinching off shit, and they don't know what to say and do because they don't, they don't know how to identify that shit. Yeah. None of these young niggas done built the nuts up because they keep doing shit to you and you ain't said nothing. Or you said something, these niggas know they the most, and they now they've been around you, they know you ain't gangster for real. They just know you got a sack. Now the nigga like, nigga, fuck you, nigga. That's how these niggas be having the problems. When the niggas with money back then, they weren't gangsters, but they went through the shit, so they knew how to be like, nah, he, you know what? You know, keep him away from this. Now I tell you one time, I got them, my big homie one time did some shit, got down. My big homie got down, got down. I couldn't drive the car for like, nigga, a, two, three months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, no, I ain't doing that no more. Fuck that. Hell no, I ain't get the car. You know, you 15. Nigga, you get the chance to drive the goddamn Infinity Coops and all that shit like that. Nigga ain't going through that. Let it do something, nigga, but you ain't doing that. Young nigga gonna stop fucking with you. Yeah. Man, they gonna tell me. They ain't gonna punish me. Niggas don't accept punishment. Niggas don't accept. These youngers don't accept shit that they do. Nigga don't stand on shit no more. Nigga don't stand on shit no more. Nigga feel like, like you say, nigga feel like then right now? Let this shit happen to a nigga that ain't know. It's gonna be a million questions, bro. That's why all these niggas in the industry is questionable to me. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of real niggas, but I ain't never seen, I ain't seen too many niggas that just really don't have too many flaws like that. Yeah. And when I mean speak of flaws, I mean say everybody got something to do, right? But I'm talking about street flaws. You see what I'm saying? All these niggas say they real, but they pillow talk and gossip all the time. Soon as something happened, they on the phone. Oh, yeah, you heard about what happened. Woo, woo. But yeah, I heard he got down dude. Yeah, man, because you know the nigga over there be goddamn like some bitches. Get yeah, what, though? There was that social media come back in that, that you were talking about. The social media really be changing the way street nigga look at his shit, too. Yes. It making them chain the rules up and goddamn break the rules. They think they crazy because they keep seeing all the other nigga do it. They think this nigga a real nigga. He doing it. They like, shit, man, I got them. Nigga, nah, if you're real, don't question yourself. This shit's fake. If you see a nigga that you think real and he doing some shit that you like questionable, that nigga ain't gonna give a fuck. Hey, let it go, dog. He might not be what you think he is. Nah, for real. You see what I'm saying? It's okay to, to, to salute and like what a nigga do and like how he put his work down and whatever he do, but not like him. It's cool. It's a lot of niggas I respect their work, but I don't like him as people. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I might listen to their music, but when they talk about they slide on the house, I don't listen to that shit. Oh, yeah. When these niggas talk about they cooking right fucking now. dope and I'm in the kitchen, like niggas is coming back. Old school niggas is coming back, talking they about they trapping and shit again, bro. Y'all niggas ain't been selling y'all. They don't sell no dope. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like be you, bro. But it's the the image. Everybody want to have the image. One thing about it, if you you, 
Nigga, they gonna know who you is. And and that's that one of the reason why now like I feel like that's why my music starting to pick up the way it's picking up. That's why certain people starting to fuck with me because I'm being myself and I'm being real. And just like it don't matter what kind of song you make, when you really be true to yourself, they were gonna make them folk fuck with it. Cause it always gonna be a person that went through the same stuff you went through or feel the same way you feel about certain certain things. So yeah, when you be yourself, that's how you win. When did you start getting into the music? Oh man, I've been in the music since I was like, shoes. I was like seventh grade, eighth grade. Um, about 13, 14. Yeah, yeah, about 14. Uh, I mean, before then as well. Like I said, Long Live My Brother Swish. They were the first person I ever seen really do the rap shit. Like, they was really around us. Like, uh, brother could have got signed when he was like 12, 13, but his parents didn't want that. They was like, they don't want, they don't want their life for him and everything. So, so we watched him do shows, we watched him write the rap, we shot some freestyle. So that would influence me. Oh no, nah, for real. So as you start doing that, what age was it when you actually got in the studio to start making a conscious effort to, to, to record songs? Um, I say, I say sixteen for real, for real. When I really got inside a real studio and yeah, and real like I mean, you know, home studio before then, like it was 12, 13, 14, 15, but. CT when I finally got inside a real studio and started trying to push it. But I really want, but this thing though, I wasn't really trying to push it in. I was just making music because Everybody I enjoyed it. No, and I enjoyed it. Okay. That's why I did it. I enjoyed it. And like I was being myself then, but I was but I didn't realize I had a fan base. I ain't realize people were really like waiting on me to drop songs. So I was just doing it. Oh no, nah, for real, for real. You remember your first song? Uh my very first song, like recorded song. Yeah. Ooh, that's a hard one. I think uh, I think it was on Lil Wayne's Six Foot Seven Foot Remix. Okay, that was you, Jack. About the to, uh, me and my brother on um, me and my brother Pop Pop. I about to say got down um, that bullshit rhyme. He he the first person that put me inside the um. Real studio. Well, nah, but that was a home studio too though. But that I think that was one of the first songs I recorded for real, for real though. What was your first song that you had that made you be like, I got me one? Uh, I had a song called Face It. And uh, I made it years later, but it was like, um, I don't know, it's just like, when I heard myself flow on the beat the way I did, when I heard my uh, my rhyme scheme and, my, and how I was switching flows and everything, like that song really just spoke to me. And I had like a little radio um, play in middle georgia or with that song or whatnot and it was really people that was like oh shit like really tuning in about the song so yeah face it shit boost you up yeah yeah it made me feel good shot a video for it nah i ain't even shoot no video for it i see i really want to shoot videos then and none of that when you when you got when you when you start shooting the video how long did it take you to start really understanding what to do how to do it and, and for you to start executing that going there make a song do a mixtape promote it drop doing me a video I see that didn't come until I until until uh until like twenty shit that didn't come to like 2018, 2019. Cause um we kept talking about dropping a mixtape before. My first mixtape that I dropped um was set the tone. And I was thinking it was gonna be an easy process. I thought it was gonna be like, okay, record these songs, put them in order, you know, make a little track list and then drop it. But it wasn't that simple. It, it shit, man, it probably took it like a year to put that mixtape out, even though we recorded in like Two months. It took so long. Cause I thought it was easy, and I ain't realized that you know you got to prep for it. You got you gonna have to 
uh, have a marketing plan with it. You, you know what I'm saying? You got to same money you put into the video, the same money you got to put into the, the marketing and everything. Uh-huh. But see, I ain't realized that then at the time. So it just was like, then I had a lot of real life bullshit going on that kept popping up. So that kept holding me back as well. You got a new project, Blood, Sweat, No Tears. Yeah, man. November 18th, Blood, Sweat, No Tears. Drop. I see you got down. You been got down. Shoot, how many videos you on shot so far? Oh, uh, ABC. Um, uh, what all songs on this project? My mind went blank as hell. Water video on the way. Uh, Red Rover video. Ice. And water, I fought that water. Oh yeah, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, me and my uh, me and my I brother. I would say what I like about it too, though, because I like it. You bring it back down. That shit give me no real street. That vibe, that that track, and that vibe is like the last of when the streets were the streets. Yeah, like that what was going on, like that that gangster vibe, that right there. You know what I'm saying? The motherfucker sound like a shot of red. Yeah, that motherfucker <laughs> sound like don't that motherfucker sound like a shot of red? Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> that motherfucker sounds just like a shot of red. What made you? What made you gravitate toward that? Because I don't listen to your music before, even the music that you had. Yeah, and this is this style. This like. I ain't gonna say you didn't rap on, but I wanna say say I would have been picking some beats and you like send me some beats. That's what that wouldn't be them beat I would have sent you. Hey, so what makes it so crazy though, um, my brother Lloyd DeAndre, like uh me and bro don't watch each other both elevate and everything. And bro's in a whole other lane, bro in the pop lane. Like he got the skateboarding and the pop all that, he got them on lock. Uh me and him both did, did a song like five years ago, but we never got on the same time schedule, but we stayed in touch. He he hit me up one day, he was like, man, look, I I Cash out, do everything, let's do it, let's work. So we ended up locking in. Oh, we went to Boo House. And we were just sitting there. We tried to make a song at first. And it was an okay song, but it just was like, you could tell we both was trying to just do something together. We, we, know, we didn't feel it. And she, he's, uh, I can't remember his producer name. Uh, you'll have to ask him, but uh, damn, I can't remember his name. They produced Water. Big shout out to Bro, though, because that's a nasty track. Uh, he went to playing through his beat. I think it was like the second beat he played, and... It caught my ears, it caught bro ears, and we really just, they want to vibe on the beat. The beat, I was going to tell you what to say. Nah, or, or how to flow. Yeah. Nah, Is that the first official single that you're pushing off the project? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the first one. Water. Nah, for real, for real. Shot a video for it yet? Um, we shot somewhere. We're in the process of finishing that video. Okay. Nah, for real, for real. Now, see, another thing that I'm going to tell you that I've been saying, too. Before you went, like I say, you was, you know, doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? I see you post it every morning. Every new morning. Your ass be on your shit. Like, I be on that motherfucker. Your ass popping up, boom. I say, okay, this nigga moving. He grooving. He got that reaching out. He doing shit that people supposed to be doing. Yeah, is is all that intentionally, or you just in the matrix? Just, I mean, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the wheel. I'm just rolling. I'm just moving right now. Nah, actually, um, I want to give a shout out to Boost. Kind of like being around Boost from time to time. I realize, like, you know, people might criticize some of the stuff he be doing or how he be doing stuff, but everything's strategic. You know what I'm saying? And he made me realize that, you know, life... Well, a fan made me realize... Uh, fan was like, one day she was like, uh, you ain't posting three months. And I was like, what you talking about? And I went to look. I was like, oh, shit, I ain't posting three months. And she was like, it like watching a TV show when I watch it. So, back to Boosie, like, he done showed me, like, you know, you got to keep the camera rolling, even if it's something small. Like you said, you gotta give the you gotta give the world you. You gotta really show them what you got going on, even outside of the music. 
You gotta show them everything, but you gotta just give them a taste of it. And like they watching the TV show. So that what made me start posting more. And then I started seeing all the different feedbacks and everything, the little follows jumping up and everything. So yeah. No, for real, how you link up with Boosie? Oh, uh, when I came the first time, I had just got that feature from him. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking about it. You supposed to go shoot a video then? Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah. that got canceled. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I had did a show in Augusta, Georgia. Um, it was a party from the main Mac and Crisscross. They had um, booked me on the show where I opened up for Boost. And I I ended up meeting his managers, uh, Shaw and um, Jay Coop. And I got, you know, I got both of them on their contacts and whatnot. Then, uh, that's like kind of around 2019, you know, pandemic started coming in and everything. And uh, I hit one of my brothers up, Noon. And I was like, shit, hey, bro. I was like, look, I got a little paper already, but I'm trying to I'm trying to get a feature from a big rapper or whatever. And I was like, I got a Boost of contact. I'm going to try to get a feature from Boost. And shit, bro, fought around and threw me 8,000. And I reached out to Boo them, and I was like, well, I reached out to Jay Coop, and I was like, yo, I'm trying to get a feature. He was like, uh, Boo tried 15, and then 20 for a video. I was like, shit, I ain't got that. And I tried to lowball, I was like, I got 6,000. He was like, oh, you did. I was like, I got 7,000. Yeah, you did. And I thought I hit him again the third time, and I was like, bro, I got $8,000. The song already done, the open verse, you know, already ready. I can just send it to y'all. See, he'll like it. I sent it to him. Well, he said he was like, send the song. I sent the song. He sent the boost. He sent me like 20 minutes later. He was like, pull up. Got it. Had money in cash. And I was like, I bet. So then my first time uh, pulling up and doing the song and meeting him. A lot down with him. Yeah. Now, uh, what's your partner name, Will? Who that? Eight thousand. Uh, my brother Nuke. Best shout out that boy Nuke, man. Got that hit with the horns, some horns, and some shit right there. That's some real nigga. Y'all ain't making child. What the name is? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What name, man? I'm finna get here all this name, so y'all. Really hey, man, you better get your nook, nigga. Y'all <laughs> better get your. Hey, man, you better get your nook around your partner. You understand me, y'all? Y'all. Lingo, got, man, my brother, lingo, man. Man, y'all got niggas around y'all, man. Y'all can't even get there. Y'all get. Y'all can't even get two, three hundred. You get five hundred hey, from nigga, he gonna hey, hit your ass three days like. Yo, what's so crazy though? Yo, what's so crazy though? Um, by the way, his artist name is Lingo. So crazy. Uh, like he really my cousin, but like he watched me grind with the music and everything and. And I reached out to him and everything, bro. Was like, bro, I believe in you for real. And he was like, you know, just really turn up with it though, for real, for real. And I told him, I was like, it's gonna take some time, but like, just let me work it. And I'm gonna work that shit. So that 8,000 really put me in a position that I'm in for real, for real. And then you know my own grind and everything. And my networking skills. Nah, for real, for real, man. What else you got coming up? Uh, oh, yeah, so back to the mid tape. Um, ABC on the way. Bitch, out of the OTR, the label. And my brother Zayden, Big Four. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we got a nice, we got a nice nasty little video. Oh, we did a little classroom set and everything. You know, watching them do that. That song kind of go, you know, some shit like ABC D another dead nigga. EFG he not front of E he went fed nigga. G I know some G's. H for all the hoes. Any many money mo. I just K L. I just send that boy to hell. Big on some shit like that right yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, they going through the alphabet. Like okay, okay. Yeah. I feel like they're gonna be a um, I feel like they're gonna be a real uh, club mover right up, like, especially when nigga pick up on the lyrics. Then I feel like they're gonna do a lot. Um, I got another track as well on the, on the tape called uh, Jack Rabbit. I think the college is gonna pick up on that real strong. Bitch out of Pluto, Pluto produced that one. Yep. My dog, what's going on, Pluto? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Man, come give a shout out. You here? Come say something. Yeah, come pop shit on that motherfucker. Oh yeah, and big shout out to um, Lip Pussy. Kid, you know, she engineered it. Okay. Yeah, come around, come around here. Come on around here. So the camera, so the middle camera can see. 
So listen, every time niggas be having niggas with them, I always shot niggas out. Cause that be the most important part of what shit be going on. Your support system. And hey. niggas don't never give a salute to the support system. And I'm not saying the order, but niggas don't never identify that I salute them. So I always make niggas come speak when niggas in here doing shit. Tell him what's speak. I'll ask him all. Ask him last time. That's why I ask him. Like the camera. I know him don't don't like speak. You know what I'm saying? But when niggas get an opportunity to speak on the platform, boy, get up here, give him your name, your drop, what you got going on, or the follow you, what you got them say everything you got to, boy, because you might not get them in three more seconds. You see what I'm saying? Like, you feel me? But we're going on tapping that motherfucker. What's going on? I'm silly. This is by Tony Pluto, producer, manager, you know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. doing, you yeah. know what I'm saying? All that, like, you know, some real life sauce. That's how I did this shit, man. Okay, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, man. Too, too much time. That was really popping, though. You catch me on um, Trap Sign LLC. That's the company. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the whole South Side. We in the. No, for real, for real. No, for real, for real. See, that's what I'm telling you. See, that's what that shit about, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would make niggas go hard for you, man. Shout out to my team, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Two Cheese, Foster O, Niche, and Psych Mike. You know what I'm saying? TJ. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the to the crew, man. Barry. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. So that's what I'm telling y'all, man. Bro, the team right now like a team, bro. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I keep telling people, man, you can't do nothing without a team, dog. And everybody gotta be goddamn be able to be able to do what they need to do. Yeah, man. I about to say, I feel like you know what I'm saying, if you get five to do the same thing, you win. Who you talking about? Hey, you feel me? My dog said, my dog said, it don't take 10. You take five niggas who do 10 things, boy, you got damn it. You got, you moving. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of shout out the team, though, I got to shout out my new PR rocket. You know what's going on. I got to shout out, I got to shout out Journey Vision. Y'all got to miss y'all follow up, too. See the camera rolling. Hey, listen, Rocket say, Rocket say, yeah, they the interview. Every time we get to talk to some spice, she know how to get her clip, but she don't do it. She, I be watching. I pay oh, yeah. attention. So I oh, pay yeah. attention to everything. I be, see. Got to have your team, and when everybody know they how they what they doing and what they come here to do, I come to rebound. You know, I can shoot a three if I'm open, but then I come to rebound and play defense. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I come to pass the rock. You see what I'm saying? It's when you get niggas who passes now they want to now they want to shoot. Mean nigga ain't here to shoot, nigga. When it's time for you to shoot, just be ready. Yeah, so we yeah, say yeah. hell, nigga, goddamn, just be. You see what I'm saying? Thanks. And like I said, that's one of the most important parts. Tell everybody where you can follow you. At. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so basically. On all platforms and all social media platforms, Luck, L-U-C-K, Gang, G-A-N-G, Kibayas, K-I-B-I-A-S, Mr. Big 33, everything colossal. November 18th, Blood, Sweat, No Tear, dropping there. Well, make sure y'all go get it. No, for real, for real, man. A lot of Pluto tracks on that, too. A lot of Pluto tracks. That's what I'm talking about, dog. You feel me? Nigga, that's how I got there. You nigga, nigga like... Oh, you do track, bro. Let me got down get you. That's that's the networking. See, that what nigga I'm telling you. Street niggas we don't do that shit. That we don't tell you what we don't do. I'm telling you how niggas just the easy to be just speaking and talking and just self. I'm telling you, niggas gravitate toward energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bad. And they don't mean you gotta be wild, it just means you just gotta be assertive and you know what I'm saying? Stand on nigga window. Hey, listen, bro. Nigga, I nigga, I I paint the best fucking cars, nigga. If I see a nigga with a car and be like, hey bro, listen, paint, bro. Take my workout, just you know what I'm saying? Like that, but it's a million people need beat, dog. You know what I'm saying? A million people, dog. For real, for real. Tap in. Tap in to my dog Pluto. Tap that shit in. You know what I'm saying? To motherfucking next time. It's your boy Parlay. Live from Digital House Studio. We're in the apartment with Parlay. Meet me in the apartments.